When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6. The wrap-up edition. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And Tanya didn't have to say an episode title this time. No, because we are finished with season six. Happy we- New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy- that is crazy. Our first episode of the new year. It's the end of... I guess we could have planned that better. <laughs> I guess it would have made more sense for the first episode to... Uh, but- our last episode of season six uh-huh. was our last episode of the year. That's true. So it kind of worked out a little bit. It was the finale of 2021. Yeah. What? It, now it's get time for a great year, right? Yeah. 2022 that's, how, is, that's how time works. Uh-huh. 2022 is going to be a great year, yep. right? Mm-hmm. 100%. How's it your, started out great. Yeah. How's your year going so far, Tanya? Uh, it's it's a little rocky. It's a little bit rocky. We've we've been through it it's so been, far this year. It's been crazy. <laughs> this week has been nuts. It's been really nuts and not uh not restful or enjoyable. No. But here We're, we are. Yeah. Yeah, a quick update. We we had a storm, lost power. For three days, mm-hmm. um, we tried to tough it out at home and uh, couldn't. <laughs> I mean, we made it a couple of days, but it got so cold. I mean, it was 40 degrees in our house. Right. Um, if it had just been myself and Alden, we would have stayed. But right. we were worried about the kids um, and we were worried about the dogs. So off we went. We went to my parents' house to spend the night um, so that we could have warmth and a shower. Um we left there. Um, I got back to work for the first time in like four days because I hadn't been able to work without power. Mm-hmm. So I got back to work, said, don't worry, guys, I'm not missing any more time. And then a few hours later, I was uh, suddenly hit with the worst pain I've ever had in my life. And I had to relent and tell Tanya to take me to the ER. Yeah, I was basically asking him every 15 minutes, like, do I need to take you to the the ER? And he's like, no, I don't want to go to the ER. And finally, he was like, I think I need you to take me to the ER. So off we go. Luckily, the roads were pretty clear by that point. We made it to the ER. Uh, I was I I was in the most pain I've probably ever been in at, at like for about half an hour. Uh, while I was sitting in the ER waiting room, found out that my mom, who, whose house we had been at the previous night, uh, tested positive for COVID. So now we're dealing with that too. Uh, turns out what I have is just kidney stones, which I say just kidney stones, but I legitimately have never been in that much pain in my life. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, and, th- and thank God it was that because he was waiting in the ER for six hours. Yeah. Um, and it was he singular because, you know, during COVID time, only one person can go into the ER. That's true. But there, I mean, one person to a party because there mm-hmm. were 50 other people in the ER waiting room. <laughs> right. Um, in case you guys didn't know. What? Hospitals are overrun 
and understaffed right now. Yeah. So it's dicey if something happens that's not COVID and you need to be there like immediately for an action, like for like a non-COVID emergency, COVID is going to thwart those plans because if Alden had had something more wrong with him than kidney stones, he would have been in serious trouble waiting for six hours. But so he's in there. I'm out in the car. He's telling me to leave every five minutes. And I'm like, no, yeah, I'm not leaving. She was waiting out in the car the entire six hours I was in the hospital. Of and course like, I was. You could have gone home and just spent your evening doing stuff and then come back and gotten me. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, all that to say. Everything's fine now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we got home, and then, like, the next day we had another snowstorm, but this one we didn't lose power, and it's been all right, but goodness, it was so exhausting that I'm still trying to recuperate, and I haven't been to work in seven days, which is so bizarre for me. It is not something I can even, even on vacation, I feel like I've only ever gone for, like, five days. It's so bizarre. To yeah. have been gone for seven days. Well, but it but it was the most stressful seven days that we've had in quite some time. So yes. like it wasn't like it was a break. You no. weren't. Oh, that's what I like. In your shoes, I would be like, "Thank God, I'm going back to work tomorrow." Like, thank God, there will be some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's basically like I went back to work that Wednesday. Said I'm not going to miss any more time. Spent the evening in the ER. Uh, got home at one a.m. And the next morning I woke up and went to work because I couldn't not just, I couldn't take another day off after telling them, right? hey, guys, I'm not missing any more time. Don't worry about me and my new job. I'm not going to ruin this. And then I got kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's been 2021 or 2022. We're looking forward to 2023. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for 2023. Uh, anyway, no, we just fit all the bad stuff from one year. <clears throat> Don't. Don't jinx it. Into a week. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we hope everybody else is doing great. We're, I mean, we're doing fine. Yeah. Uh, and that, we're I, very, 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 very lucky. Yeah. And my mom is on an upswing. So, I mean, she's been feeling pretty rough, but um, she's feeling a bit better. Yeah, so. she's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, she doesn't feel like she needs to go to the hospital or anything like that. So. Yeah, I, that's all I kept reminding myself throughout this whole thing. Like, so many people have it worse i mean Mm -hmm. during the snowstorm that we were miserable during there were people who were stuck in their cars on the highway for over 12 hours because it was like 27 i think really yeah yeah because they just couldn't leave there were people who were just stuck out there by themselves with a car that i mean you're gonna lose battery um you can't you can't run your car for 27 hours kids with them like Or even, I mean, people we know were out of power for like three days after our power came back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's not like Virginia isn't used to right. these weather conditions. The problem is, is that there are so many people sick that there is no one to do the work. And they said that uh, because it had rained like the few days previously they couldn't pre-treat the roads but also mm-hmm. because i mean they couldn't afford to constantly pre-treat them for three days because mm-hmm. they can't afford to have that many people out here so yeah uh I, it definitely put things into perspective because i remember last year when all that stuff happened in texas mm-hmm. was that last year or the year before that was last year um 
when all this stuff happened in Texas, everyone was like, well, how could that happen? Like, how could you be so unprepared? And like, Virginia's prepared. And it happened. Mm -hmm. So like, it's obviously super easy for it to happen. Right. It just takes a moment of, of, I don't know, uh, not neglect, but you know what I mean? Like, where, where you just like, Turn your head for a moment, like, okay, this is going to be fine, right? And then you look back and it's like, ah, we're fucked. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, luckily we are in Virginia and not Texas and our homes were built for right. the weather conditions that we have. So, like, we didn't have burst pipes and we didn't have our ceilings caving in. And yeah. we do have a different type of insulation because we're Virginia. But it definitely did make me think about Texas and, and everything that people in texas went through last year yeah and and then it made me think like that was just last year <laughs> see that's the thing i couldn't remember if it was last year or the year before it is the word life is wild it is something it is uh but we also watched season six of boy meets world this year we did or last year yeah and now it's time to talk about it yeah and kudos to anyone who stayed listening because I think that I think 2021 our twenty was exhausting. Oh, people who listened through twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was exhausting. Shout and... out to all four of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was exhausting, and I think you know a lot of people could tell. In I mean, we consume a lot of podcasts, and you can hear that exhaustion in the people that we listen to. So I'm sure that you all could hear the exhaustion within us as well. So. Thank you for standing by us and continuing to listen, because I'm sure that there were some episodes that were not <laughs> up to par, but we love we love recording and we love doing this for you, and we appreciate you. We do. Um, now let's get into it. Okay. We're going to get into our season six wrap up. All right. Uh, I kind of just want to go over what happened in season six, and then we'll discuss our favorite moments, our least favorite moments. Uh, our favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, quick recap. All right. So, we're going to do Boy Meets Blurb as an overview mm, for this episode. That's way smarter than trying to make your own blurbs up for the whole season. I haven't done that in a long time. No. What I mean is what I just tried to do and cut out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this. All right. Are you ready? Yep. All right, Corey accepts Topanga's proposal, and they set off to tie the knot. At the chapel, Topanga says, I can't. Corey fears he's not ready for college. Mr. Feeney is offered a job as a professor at Penbrook College. Corey meets a child prodigy. Sean has to kiss Topanga for a video. Topanga's professor makes a pass at her. The, guy, the guys tease Corey and Topanga's control over him. Wait. What? The guys... <laughs> The guys tease Corey about Topanga's control over him. A poem stirs up unresolved feelings between Sean and Angela. Corey and Sean take advantage of their friendship with Mr. Feeney. Everyone is hit by the holiday spirit. Sean and Angela decide to get on with their lives. Jack and Sean's father, Chet, returns to town. Sean gets some surprising news. Corey and Sean take a trip to try and clear their heads. Corey's special plans for Valentine's Day are in trouble. Corey turns to Topanga for comfort while they wait for word on Amy's baby. Corey and Topanga continue to pursue their plans for a wedding. Eric, Corey, and Sean work together to help Feeney. 
Eric learns the perils of not telling the truth, but Corey's nightmares reveal his underlying fears about marriage. Feeney and Dean Bullender make a binding commitment to one another. All right. Good job. So. And that was season six. That was season six. How did you feel about season six, Tanya? So, when we first started out on season six, I was like, oh no, this isn't going to be great. Like, I thought season six was a great season, and then it started out kind of, eh. But it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Like, it had some of the funniest jokes ever in this season, and it had some of the most heart-wrenching, like, emotional moments of the entire series in this season. Overall... I really liked this season. I can't believe how that first few episodes made me like trepidatious about going forward with the season. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I remember how I felt about every single episode, like, but I can tell you which ones I absolutely loved. Which ones did you absolutely well, love? Well, obviously Santa's Little Helpers yes. like was yeah. up there for me. Obviously. Which one which one did you love? Well, so that one too. I mean, w- looking back, um again, like that moment with Eric is is still unlike anything else I can think of in TV. Like that moment where Eric is just like, "Please God help me. Wait a second. Not you." I'll do this. Yeah. Like that was so great. And then him him stepping up and and becoming a big brother to Tommy. Right. And how real that moment felt. And I think like for us, the way that we were raised, it just felt like such a real moment. Um and it was the the most well-acted moment of the entire series probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just so good. Yeah, Eric had a lot of great moments, mm-hmm. or great acting moments in this mm-hmm. season. So did Sean. Yeah. Like, I think we say it every season, Sean's, Ryder Strong's acting gets better and better and better every season. Um, and I think the thing that was really cool about season six is we watched him sort of infuse Sean with himself a bit. Um, the things that he's interested as a person, like mm-hmm. he put into Sean's world. And yeah. that, it was so good. Yeah, no, Ryder Strong, I mean, uh, uh, Sean this season was so much more Ryder Strong than we've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, we've caught glimpses of little things here and there, but this obviously, I mean, it really changed Sean as a character this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't he he wasn't in any way shape or form the way Sean has been in seasons past. Right. I mean, he still had the same humor and all that stuff, and he still had the uh, you know great looks and and love girls and whatever. But there was so much more to him as a character where he was just like he wasn't the delinquent in, in this season at all. No. He wasn't out breaking things or or whatever. You know, he ran from from life for a bit because his dad died but right but that was again like that's not a thing that sean would have done in the past he would have just tried to like be an asshole through it right yeah and i think i think what it is is that he explained 
the process that he was going through. Yeah. So, like, instead of just running, which is what we would think that he was doing in the past, Mm -hmm. he could have been running to find himself or he could have been running, you know, to do other things. He... He wasn't saying that, though. And in this season, he committed to explaining the process mm-hmm. to people. And and it granted him a maturity that he didn't have before. Well, I, I think there was so much more awareness to him this season. Like, mm-hmm. he knew, this is why I do the things that I do. I mean, even down to the points where he was like, oh, my God, I'm my dad. Right. Like, he was realizing who he was as a person and what drove him and he wanted to figure out a what all of that stuff was and then b what he could do to to change it or fix it or c understand it at least or even what he had that his dad didn't right um and and that was really interesting how often he would sit there and realize that his dad did not have the people in his life that he has. Right. Um, he didn't have the support in his life that Sean has. And that's what made him different. I mean, he says that basically to Eric in the like last episode when they're having their heart to heart. And he yeah. was like, I came back because of you guys. Like, I have you guys. And I think Sean's growth as a whole over the series has been amazing Mm -hmm. but over this season it's been phenomenal yeah i agree Uh, and we had a lot of it was more of the same for corinne topanga literally Mm -hmm. all season uh but i think this season maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe i just expected so little out of it that i was surprised but they treated the corinne topanga stuff more as a sitcom than the past. They realized that it was just ridiculous and not as touching and heartwarming as they had been trying to come off in previous Mm -hmm. seasons. And this season, it was just like, look at this crazy couple. Right. And it made it easier to stomach. Well, and I I think something else made it easier to stomach. And that was in our group. Yeah, Channing told us to suck it up. Well, and and said, like, you know Corey is neurotic. Exactly. You know he's going to act like this. Yeah. And the moment that we said, oh, you're right. Like, we just keep picking Corey apart. And it's the same complaint every single week. Yeah. And we're ruining this for ourselves. Yeah. And, And once we did that. Yeah, Corey was still neurotic, but it became more enjoyable, and we <laughs> could actually like take note of how the acting was done and mm-hmm. how like it was really funny. Right. Um, you know, I will never not laugh about the karaoke. It will always be hilarious. But if I hadn't been told before that episode to just take it for what it was worth and just watch the show knowing that Corey was neurotic, I might not have found that as funny as I used to. Right. Um. So I'm really glad that we both had that experience where we were able to say, oh, that's a, like, we need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it made the season that much more enjoyable. Yeah. I think as a whole, like, I I came into this differently than you. I, I didn't think season six was going to be very good. Um, uh, you know, I, I knew that it had its moments, but I didn't think overall it was a great season. 
And now I disagree. I think it was a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are still some moments that I, I don't think were great. But as a whole, the season was pretty good. Now, there were some shocking things to me. Like, I definitely remembered the Sean and Angela stuff being more involved. Mm-hmm. And really, their, their will-they-won't-they was pretty stagnant this season. I mean, there were blips here and there, but it never it never really changed. It's sort of on, like, the periphery. Yeah, but I thought I remembered it being much more I involved. definitely remembered it being more involved, but I also think that because it depends on who you put your focus on. Right. For me, when I watched the show when I was younger, my focus was on Sean. I watched the show for Sean, so... That's what I was going to remember. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me because of the fact that, like, I'm very Sean brained, but it is so much more just at the edges than I remembered it being. Well, and I also I remember hating the uh, Jack, Eric rachel love triangle. And I and I for the most there were some episodes where it was really bad. Um, but for the most part, it was an enjoyable watch and it, and it wasn't, um, I think, I think probably watching it before now, there was a lot more upset or anger because you felt bad for Eric Mm -hmm. and I still do, but, but I definitely was able to watch it this season and realize that it's not Jack and Rachel's fault. Mm Mm-hmm. Eric is upset and he should be like, it sucks. He's, he's realized he's in love with this girl and he can't have her, but that's not their fault. Jack and Rachel really are into each other. They didn't do anything behind Eric's back. Right. Like they fell, they fell for each other. Right. And I think that was the setup of the beginning of the season. We were like, oh, it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. And the fact that we were able to be so pleasantly surprised by, like, that situation and how much, like, Rachel is such a charming character and, like, Jack is such a charming character that it really did pull me back into season six in a way that I didn't expect at all. Um, Because the moment that that started and, like, the first few episodes of the season, we were like, oh, guys, like, I don't know about this. Like, this is... Looking a little bit rough. Yeah. Um, it was... They were a pleasant surprise. Right. Um, Rachel consistently is, like, this charming, sunny kind of, like... She's just a happy character, mm-hmm. and I enjoy her so much. And Jack who I felt like when I was younger was a side character, the way that we kind of feel about Angela right now. Yeah. I thought Angela was more involved than Jack. And now watching it, I'm like, Jack was more involved than Angela in these episodes. And I really think that he's like this sweet, um, very down to earth, relatable character. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's because I married you and you guys have some similarities in how you handle things. But I I love Jack and Rachel. Yeah. So, and I like the different pieces of season six where they kind of like, you know, like wink at the camera. Like, uh, we know. We're, we know we've made a mess out of some of the episodes. Whatever. But. Fred, stop. 
yeah, no, I, I thought it was all overall. It was it was surprisingly well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was as serious of a season, but then it really was. Like there were so many very serious moments and really like um true to life emotional moments. Yeah. Like watching the Jack, Eric and Rachel stuff, like you're watching situations that we've all been in, like where where you are into this person and then your friend they're both your friends and then they're into each other and you're like, "Well, now I feel like I'm angry, but I don't want to be angry." Um along with watching Sean deal with the um the all of the issues that were brought on by his parents mm-hmm. and then the loss that that came with it yeah um and and honestly watching Corey and Topanga realize that they are a young couple getting married and trying to figure out whether or not they should but they feel like they should yeah and i think in in thinking back on the episodes of this season it is so important to remember that they're still teenagers like they haven't they haven't hit 20 yet right and so yes absolutely they would be going back and forth absolutely they would be having psychotic dreams about what they're dealing with like absolutely they would question everything because they should right so you can take it for kind of irritating television you can take it for kind of irritating television or you can take it for what it's worth. These like 19 year old kids are figuring out how their life is going to be. And it's including actual marriage that right. they're planning on honoring for the rest of their lives. So it is a big deal. Yeah. A really big deal. Um Honestly, like there were probably I think four standout episodes this season. Four. I Which think four? four. Go for it. Um, you had the Everybody Loves Stewart episode where they hit on a serious topic and they did it incredibly well. Um the way that they handled everything in that episode was like I I think we talked about it during that episode. We hadn't seen a portrayal like that before yeah. on television. Um, and it was done with such sensitivity while also highlighting things that hadn't been highlighted. It, right. it was always, you know, an aggressive assault in any other show that it wouldn't cause confusion. Mm-hmm. But this was saying, no, sometimes it can be confusing. It doesn't make it less valid. Right. Um, and that that episode was so good. Santa's Little Helpers, so good um, because of Eric and Tommy and introducing that arc and Eric's confrontation with God and how he ended up handling it, like with maturity and with grace. And it was so good. Um, and then, of course, there was Chet's death, which was incredibly hard to watch. It stirred up a lot of emotions um, for us and for a lot of you. And um, I think I was, I was watching a YouTube video yesterday and um, one of the hosts, I, I watch these people like every week. One of the hosts said something that I think pertains to this episode and our feelings on it so well. And 
in regards to a parent that is a narcissist or an abuser or neglectful or any anything that could be having a negative effect on a person's childhood. Um, he said, you have good memories and those are valid. Just because you had something traumatic happen to you because of this parent doesn't mean that you can't hold on to the good memories of vacations or time spent playing a board game together, even if they are few and far between, like those are yours and you get to cherish those. And I think that is something that um, I wish I had heard before we did that episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of us have trauma from parents and I think it makes us less sympathetic to what was happening um, with Sean and Chet But, like, of course Sean wanted to be loved by his dad. Right. He had some semblance of good memories with him. Like, there had to have been times where, like, he, you know, he thought, well, remember when my dad did this with me? Right. And, like, those are his and they're valid. And I don't know. It's such a complicated episode. Yep. But we did talk about it in depth. Yeah, we did. What's the fourth episode? Um, the one where Eric has to tell Tommy, no, oh, yeah. I can't adopt you. Yeah. Um, that one was a really good episode, too. And really, really difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. what, were, what were some of the funniest things from this season? Um, there was lots of funny stuff, but I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, looking back on notes, uh, there's definitely one moment. I, I, Corey dancing with the stripper was f- just fantastic. Um, she wasn't a stripper. He. Oh, I thought you meant at where when he went to go get his ring back. No, when the 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 guy who came as the like the what was he? Oh yeah, oh yeah. For that a, was for so Amy's funny. Yeah. For Amy's baby shower, the yeah. pizza guy. But there was also when when Corey did, he was trying to show the guys that he was able to live a life without Topanga controlling him. And he leaves his ring at the like Hooters and she walks in while he's like dancing with everybody. That part was so funny. So anyway, to get back to Tanya's episode <laughs> where she remembers everything from season six and I forget everything from season six. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about as far as this season goes? I think I I think I'm really interested to see. I don't remember really anything about season seven. I oh think yeah, I, I was going to get to that. I think I say that at the end of every season, um, but I don't remember really anything. Um, and it's so interesting to watch season seven get set up by season six because if we had never ever seen season seven it literally could go completely off kilter with how it has been set up by season six right we still don't have full closure on angela and sean um we're leaving jack and Rachel sort of in like a tumultuous spot because Eric had come in and done that whole 
rigmarole where like he thought he was doing a good thing, but it made Rachel realize that Jack did see it as a competition. And so we don't know where that's going. Well, we also have Corey and Topanga and Topanga's not sure what she believes is true love anymore. Right. Because of her parents. Right. Um, And then we have a whole new marriage. We don't know what's going to happen with Feeney and the Dean. Like, what if this was, what if this is it for Feeney? Like, we don't see him anymore because now he's off with Dean. Like, what would we do without Feeney? Yeah. And we have Amy and Alan trying to raise a new baby. Like, how is that going to affect the rest of them? How's it going to affect Morgan? I don't know. (laughs) Will we see more Morgan? Or will she just disappear? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of open ends. Mm-hmm. So as much as I'm like, this didn't feel like a finale for the last episode of season six, it really did leave a lot of open ends that people would have wanted to see what was going to happen. So in all actuality, they did a really good job. Well, then, Tanya. Yes. I think we're about to wrap it up then. Already? Yeah, why not? Okay. Or do you have more you want to talk about? I think we should talk about our favorite things of 2021. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's going to be another part where Tanya talks. You had favorite things in 2021. What What was your favorite thing that you discovered or engrossed yourself in that helped you get through 2021? Dark Souls. Dark Souls was everything to me in 2021. All of the Dark Souls games. Having that, like, stressful experience was uh, incredibly beneficial to me because it takes my mind off of other things. Mm-hmm. It's it, like you have to focus on this game. You can't just play it. So that helped me get through the year. I mean, Critical Role also always, um, like, we had so many good moments with Critical Role this year. Mm-hmm. That was a 2020 finding, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, technically both both came about because of that the pandemic and it was like, mm-hmm. well, let's try to, you know, we can't go anywhere. Um, let's try to figure things out that, that we've wanted to get into for a while and we haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Um, well, my job, for yeah. one, um, was a wonderful... Wonderful addition to my life that helped me get through 2021. Um, It has been amazing. And even the fact that I just randomly couldn't go to work for the past seven days and I'm not going back to work tomorrow to be scolded or treated like I did something wrong by being out. Like when I let my boss know, like, hey, I'm so sorry, I was going to be at work tomorrow, but I'm sitting in the ER parking lot waiting for my husband and I don't know what's going to happen. And my boss was like, please take care of yourself. Please take care of your husband. You are not in trouble. Like we're slow right now. Anyway, don't worry at all. I'll see you on Sunday. Like I've never in my life experienced that ever. Mm -hmm. So my job, my friends at my job, my boss is at my job. All of my job really helped me get through 2021. Um, and no, and I I found D and D in twenty twenty one, where I finally got a D and D group, 
and started playing weekly. And mm-hmm. That has been huge for me. Yeah. I feel like we immerse ourselves in so many things in 2021. Mm-hmm. And none of them are coming to mind. I think a lot of mine carried over from 2020, though, for sure. Yeah. But I didn't do a whole lot of new. But for 2022, I finally decided that I'm going to track what I read on Goodreads. Yeah, so if you want to follow Tanya on Goodreads, go for it. (laughs) I'm trying to expand past just reading Cozy Mysteries. I will still be reading a lot of Cozy Mysteries, but... I've already read like three books in 2022 that are not cozy mysteries. I'm very proud of myself and I loved them very much. If you never read The Knife of Never Letting Go by Patrick Ness, I do suggest you start that trilogy because it's really, really good. Is that the one that made you start bawling in bed yesterday? Yes. Okay. Just wondering. Just wondering. So quick story. (laughs) Yesterday, middle of the day, I'm playing uh, Sekiro. And uh, Tanya's in bed behind me and just starts crying. (laughs) And I turn around and I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, something bad is going to happen. (laughs) So I know something bad is about to happen. And I'm like, excuse me, (laughs) what? And she's like, I, I, it's already been a bad, it's been a bad week, but it's, I mean, it's a lot of bad stuff has already happened, but more bad stuff is going to happen. And I'm like panicking because I'm thinking like she's picked up her phone and she's seeing that like the army is marching on like it was just and then I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes in my book and I'm like so relieved and upset with her at the same time. But anyway, yeah, I read that book, I guess. <laughs> it's good. Um, anyway, anything else you want to say? Oh, I thought of something else. Go. So, we have, like, engaged with other podcasters before, before 2021, but I felt like in 2021, we really, um, connected with Chance and Cameron from Boy Meets World Fever, and it, it really has been one of my favorite parts of 2021. Yeah. Um. They are fantastic. They're just such good people. They are fun to listen to. Um, They're so fun to talk to. And I just, I love them so much. And you just recently did another episode with them, but you talked about um, faith. Yeah. Yeah, we did an episode on deconstruction and, um, you know, where we feel like our faith is now, which is not Boy Meets World related, but if you listen to them, which a lot of you do, you know, they go off on tangents all the time, so it's not that different for their episodes to have an off-topic discussion, but I just, I love them, and um, being able to be a part of their world in 2021 has been wonderful. Yeah. All right. Tell people where they can find us. All right. You can find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And then you can join our Facebook group. Just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world into the search bar. You'll get approved and then you can chat with us. All righty. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6 Recap. Do good. Class dismissed.